eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! All right, it's Monday, so that means uh, we're back. He's Al, I'm Jerry. What's happening? Um, so the uh, New York City Marathon was yesterday, Al, which I did not put in any of my reports because, quite frankly, I never really finished any of my reports today, which I didn't expect to. Such a crazy, busy morning. The Red Bulls won yesterday in the playoffs. I didn't mention that either. People yelling at me on Twitter for that. But, um, you know, I, we're always interested in the marathon and people that run these things. But I've said I will never in a million years do it. James Blake, the tennis player, ran the marathon yesterday, and when he was done... He looked to a reporter and said, yeah, never again. <laughs> so that was good, did it, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm not sure he was joking or not, but I get his point. Yeah, I think in the moment in particular that you think you're never going to do it again. Then, But then these people do end up running the marathons over and over again. I was in uh, Philly over the weekend for a half marathon. How'd you do? Well, I didn't run it. I, I was a spectator. Oh, okay. My girl ran it. She ran uh, 13.1 miles. And I can't imagine after seeing people finishing that, doing that twice, right. which is what the the uh, regular marathon is. And then you have the crazy people that do the Ironman, which yeah. that full 26-mile marathon is the last part of an Ironman, which includes swimming a, a mile or two, and I think two miles, and then biking like 100 miles. I thought it was 50. Is it 100? Whatever. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, and, it, by the way, and it's not flat biking. Right. Usually, yeah, I do not understand it, but um, yeah, I was so I was in Philly this weekend. Jerry, uh, homeless people everywhere in Philly. Yeah, it's it's not very good. strange. It's it's um, it seems way more so than in New York City. Is that true? Yeah, it was very strange. I don't know what you're supposed to do. You know what you do in that situation. But uh, it was very uncomfortable. So clearly, you will not be running for office anytime. <laughs> I will soon. not be because I I don't know. I was thinking of that. I'm like somehow. That that problem, if it's not under control in New York, it's not. You don't see it quite as much. True. And in Philadelphia, it is out there. It's out there. I see it when I go there with Columbia when they yeah. play Penn, and you know, we spend time in the city sometimes, and it is all over the place, and it's awful. And I don't know as a politician what you do because you're talking about people that literally have nothing. Right. So how do they ever get themselves back in the workforce? And I'll give you an example or a question: If you had a special, you had your own coffee shop, as you've always talked about. Would you hire someone like that? No, and they say that it's hard to, when you don't have an address to put on your resume and you don't have a place to shower to go on an interview, right. 
yeah, it's a tough spot. So how do you, I don't understand, and you feel for these people because they're human beings and they probably have family somewhere, and even if right. they don't, it's even worse. How do you ever get yourself right and get off the street? And I don't know the answer to it, and right. that's why we're not politicians, and thankfully so, but my God, it's just, oh, it's horrendous. There's nothing good about it. Yeah, so I, I saw that in uh, Philadelphia, which I didn't really like as a city, Jerry. I don't like Philadelphia either. Yeah. I don't like anything about Philadelphia. I do like the old buildings, like where uh, they signed the Declaration of Independence, or if, if that was there, or Washington, I don't know, but it looked like they had old buildings where the Declaration of Independence could be signed. That's pretty cool. So that was kind of cool, but other than that, not the greatest city. Did you go ring the bell? Uh, I didn't go ring the bell. I saw the Rocky Steps from a distance. I did feel kind of proud that I was walking around with my Mets hat on in Philadelphia. And no one bothered you because no the Phillies me. suck right now. <laughs> and in fact, I found this interesting about watching this half marathon as I was a spectator. Normally, people who are watching are cheering on the racers. Right. You know, the, the runners. Like, good job. You've got this. I, of course, didn't do that. I just stood there. <laughs> you took pictures. I took pictures. Yeah. But as people were running by, the runners, they were um, saying encouraging things to me about the Mets. Look at that. Like a legitimately you nice things. I had my Met hat on. See that? So the runners were encouraging me instead of me encouraging the runners. How many people would you say ran that thing? I, I know. Could eight, you venture it, I guess? Well, they said, I, I heard the announcement was 18,000 people. 18,000? Yeah. No kidding. But 50,000 ran the New York City Marathon. That I knew. I just didn't think. I didn't know if these half marathons were popular. I don't know what kind of. I don't know how, how they've decided that 26.2 miles is the thing. Like, that's the distance, 13.1. But the thing to do is when you do complete this, like when my girl complete, completed it, you you buy a sticker that says 13.1, you put it on your car. Well, that's great. So you go, that's what I did. What was her sense of accomplishment on Saturday night? That she, uh, one year ago, September, had quit smoking. She had smoked for 20-something years. Okay. And to have run a half marathon a year later. That was a, a big sense of accomplishment awesome. for her. Yeah. I mean, that really is pretty cool. I would never do it. But yeah. God bless her. That's great. But but again, Jerry, as you and I have talked about, and I've asked many runners this, the topic that's come up on this podcast before, <laughs> why are some marathon runners fat? And I couldn't come up with a, a real good answer. Did you go up and ask some of them? I did. Well, <laughs> I did. Excuse me, sir. Sir, you look like you're carrying about 60 extra pounds. What I did How are was, you doing this? What I did was I asked... Thin runners. Of course. <laughs> you happen to notice the overweight runners. What was the general answer? They didn't really have an answer other than um, perhaps people eat more or you reward yourself because this was happening. As soon as we get done with the race, yeah. it's like, let's have some candy. Let's Again, have some though, this. as I've told you, I see it with the Columbia basketball team and the football team. These guys finish a game. They get on the bus. They have a whole pie waiting for yeah. each of them. <laughs> the difference is those guys are burning 8,000 calories a day. I don't know you're burning that with the jogging, but who knows? I liked your theory about that they're doing the same run over and over again, and your body gets used to it. So now all of a sudden when you run 10 miles, it's not like a shock to your body's system, and therefore your body doesn't respond to it. Jerry, I have on my phone right now a bunch of guys just in their underwear. <laughs> you see this right here on I my phone? I do see that. Yeah, I know you were kind of eyeballing it over no, my no, shoulder. No, I see you glaring at oh, it. Oh, yeah, I was glaring at it. I'm not really checking out the guy's bodies, Jerry. Well, you are a little bit. Well, uh, really what I'm looking at is the cutting-edge underwear that they're wearing. And I'm looking at this on my touchofmodern.com app. You love that app. Isn't it great? For my iPhone, Jerry. This is a This is a um, mobile a smartphone, they call it. Mm. And I have the Touch of Modern app for it. And I'm looking at this cutting-edge underwear for men because I need new underwear, something sexy 
that also shows like I'm not trying too hard to be sexy with my underwear. So I'm finding that at touchofmodern.com. Also, I'm going to pair that with a really cool-looking man watch. Boy, you love this. This yeah. is great, isn't it? Yeah. I have the... Uh, there's so many different watches to choose from. Yes. Most of them are way too expensive. So I go to touchofmodern.com, Jerry. They break it down. They give you some options that are very reasonably priced. Vintage-looking watches, modern-looking watches. Um, did I mention the underwear? Men you did, under- yes. Yeah, there's... Uh, they top have designers. Top designers. Yeah. Uh, things for your wall. That's what I always wonder about. What Again with the decor. Because I don't know what to do. I'm... I, I live alone, Jerry. I don't know what to put on my walls other than sports posters. Well, yeah, you're not nine anymore. I'm not nine anymore. I so I go agree. to Touch of Modern. I get wall art that looks like when you walk in, you go... Al knows something about art that I don't know. And then and why, I feel And smarter. why would that be? Because you found the app touch uh, and the website, touchofmodern.com. Yeah. yeah, then I feel like when people come into my place, they're like, what does this guy know about art that I don't know? I like it. And I get it all on my smartphone, Jerry, which then I can also find chargers, docking stations, all sorts of things for my iPhone. I also notice you look at this app a lot. Why are you looking at the same things all the time? What do you mean? Well, it's like the same items, right? No, no, Jerry. That's what it, every day you go on is it's different. Very there cool. are different items every day. But that's the thing, though. Let's say you saw a cool watch. You'd be like, oh, I love that watch. I'll probably get that for somebody for Christmas. Well, get you got to get it now because in like two or three days it's gone and there's a new item up there in its place. That's touchofmodern.com, Jerry. Yep, and right now our listeners can get immediate access when they sign up at touchofmodern.com. That's touchofmodern.com. Do it today because tomorrow... It'll be different. That's how life rolls in the fast lane. I don't know if you know this, but you can use that app 24 hours a day. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it never closes. It's awesome. The app it's doesn't close. It's not like a close. store. And there's a storefront. Well, it's, it's open. A, it's a store, but it's online. No, I mean like a brick-and-mortar store. It's not a brick-and-mortar store. It's awesome. No. But you could buy brick-and-mortar there if it was a cool home decor. And guys love brick-and-mortar. Jerry, I have something. You remember when uh, Tim Tebow was, uh, when people were Tebowing? Yes, I and do. they would take their pictures everywhere, t Boeing. I think we all did that. We did it, sadly, like losers. Yeah, we hopped on that bandwagon. So that was a thing to do for a little while. People were t Boeing. Then there's uh, other things that people do uh, that that catch kind of social media fire. Things to photograph. Though well, here's one called. I want to see if you might be getting involved in this. Oh, you're grinning. This is not going to be good. It's called the Nutscapes. Nutscapes, Jerry. If you've uh, been bored with the regular people just posting nice images, beautiful imagery okay. of mountains and right, uh, sure. different things, fields, nice green fields. Well, Nutscapes, you would take that photo but dangle your testicles in the photo also. So here's a photo of uh, looks like the Grand Canyon, and, and this part up here, that is, a, that is a gentleman's testicles. And then you uh, <laughs> put those out, and they're called Nutscapes. See, I... So there's all you know, there's sorts a guy of on Twitter who asked us over the weekend why in every one of these podcasts yes. uh, the topic of balls comes up. Right. And I thought today was going to be, well, testicle-free. No. And you somehow find some guy that likes, or guys. It's a really not, yeah, it's a uh, social media phenomenon. Has anybody dangled their balls in front of Mount Rushmore? Uh, <laughs> hey, look. Hmm. That would be the Mount Rushmore of dangling pics <laughs> yeah so that's a thing if you want to get involved with that nutscapes so did I you guess do that yet i did not no i i would not Will you uh, do that no i don't do that sort of thing jerry mm. i report on it just to let 
people know what's going on, but I don't do that. But you could things. be a social media phenomenon. <laughs> I could be a social media phenomenon. Hey, look, it's Al Dukes from the Boomer and Carn Show. It's his balls. Yeah. Nutscapes. <laughs> you see, because it's like landscapes, Jerry. But, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but in the photo. And it's not the whole photo. Just in oh, one of the corners God. or at the top, you would, that is you awesome. would include that in there. Wow. Jerry, we are into the sports world. So a lot of people, um, there's a guy that they call the Marlins man. Now, I was asking you about this off the air, and you didn't know what I was talking about. I don't. About, but, but I'm sure plenty of people will know what I'm talking about. There's a guy who sits behind home plate at all the World Series games. He sits behind He sits behind the benches at all the NBA playoff games. Any type of huge sporting event, this guy is there, and he sits by himself, and he's always in a Marlins hat and a Marlins like satin jacket or really? jersey. How have I not noticed this? They call him the Marlins man. So ESPN decided to, you know, I would get some things on Twitter sometimes or phone calls, be like, did you see that guy in the Marlins outfit? He was sitting behind home plate. He's at every game. It's not even Marlins games. What's his deal? So ESPN went to figure out what's the deal with Marlins, man. I do know this guy now. I'm, you do I just, now. Yeah, I just Googled, you Googled it. Yes. It. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they found out uh, his name is Lawrence Levy. And he goes to a lot of sporting events. He's been to 92 World Series games, 70 NBA Finals games, and all three legs of this year's Triple Crown. So people want to know, like, what does this guy do for a living that he's able to go to all of these yeah, events? Yeah, I'd like to know, too. Well, Levy, uh, he is a lawyer, but he does most of his work over the phone because he says most of his cases don't go to trial. How about that? So then when he does need to go to trial, he goes to trial. But he had a cancer scare to which he decided to change his life and do all the things that he wanted to do. And I guess those things are going to these games. Attorney by phone. How about that? Attorney by phone, yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. He runs a Florida law firm from the road, and his work is almost entirely mobile because he says only 1% of his cases actually go to trial where he needs to show up in court. Hmm. And he is actually a Marlins fan. That's why he wears his Marlins gear everywhere. What's interesting uh, interesting about that for me would be if I was in trouble and needed an attorney. Yeah. If I mean, I called and the attorney's like, no, we don't need to meet. We'll just do this over the phone. How do you even trust it? And also, by the way, I'm your attorney. I wear the Marlins jacket. Well, well I hope he's not telling people. Well, now oh, it's out there, I now guess. Now it's out there, yeah. But, I mean, before that wasn't out there, you probably didn't know what he did in his yeah. spare time. But he does. He donates uh, to a lot of charities. I'm I guess sure he, he makes a boatload of money, Jerry. He has to. Yeah. To be traveling around the country. I mean, just think about how much these tickets were for this World Series. Right, because you have to pay on the secondary market. Correct. You also need a hotel. You need travel. You need right. to eat. I mean, this that's a trip for the five games, which turned out to be seven days. That had to have cost him five or six or $7,000, right? Yeah. He think. was uh, diagnosed with liver cancer. Oh, with six to eight months to live, and then on second on a he went to go get a second opinion, and it turned out it was just a giant mass of a scar tissue. Really, but it put enough of a scare into him that he decided I'm gonna I want to go to all these sporting events. So that's what I'm gonna do. You know, it is amazing. Sometimes you need to have that type of scare. Yes, to actually change. Yeah, to to put a charge in your ass to actually go do something, and it, whether it is. You know, a food scare, a health scare, a weight scare, um, whatever it could be. You know, it's funny. A lot of people go through life every day, and they're miserable, and these little things annoy them, and they get pissed off. And then, you know, someone gets really sick or someone dies, and, you know, for five minutes, we all, okay, let's sit yes, back for and five relax. Minutes. 
and then slowly, gradually, we get back to our miserable beings. Why that is, I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't understand why we get upset when someone's driving horrendously in front of us when all it probably is doing is costing us, you know, 90 seconds of our life. But yet we get crazy. And I can imagine someone like this, he probably got all nuts. Could you imagine what those that time was for him before he got that second opinion? Right. I mean, God almighty, you got six months to live? Oh. Yeah. See, when I was in Philly this weekend driving around, I was saying the F word a lot. I was just screaming. People weren't moving. Like, Well, they were running a marathon now. There were 18,000 people in front oh, of you. Oh, I was wondering, like, get off the road. I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of those people that I'll, I'll think I'm going to change my outlook and it lasts for a very short time. Like most people. Because and I think unless it actually happens to you. Agree. That's my point. It doesn't change. Right. Like my younger sister had uh, colon cancer and mm. uh, liver cancer and kidney cancer. Like all these things which she has gotten through. Amazing. And you would think that would, you know, very briefly would change me. Now it's changed her because went, she went through it. I'm surprised it doesn't change you, actually. Yeah, it's pretty me too. Cl- it's really close to you. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, I think it really does have to happen to you. I guess. I mean, I know a lot of people, when they go to funerals and wakes and stuff like that, yeah. you know, they'll walk out of there, and literally, for 48 hours, they're a changed person. But that's all it lasts for. Something like that. I mean, that is really close to you. I would think that would have done something, but I guess not. Right. Because you've got to go through it, and I hope you never do. Yeah, I hope I never do either, Jerry. No, I don't. I also don't think you have much to change other than your attitude a little bit. Other than that. Yeah, my attitude. Right. I get pissy sometimes. Sometimes? <laughs> well, daily. <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. Not all day. Not all day, but my moments where I'm just miserable and yes. angry at everything. Exactly. When, in fact, when you sit back and think about how good things are, yes. all of a sudden you realize, all right, I'm kind of good. Yeah. And you chill yourself out. That's what I need to do more of. Do you think I'd be different if I had children or I would be worse? Oh, God. Because the children would drive I me hope crazy. I I'm not working with you when you have children. <laughs> I don't know because I don't know how you would be as a dad, meaning I don't know how much you will do. My guess would be a lot. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know. If you're coming in, we don't sleep as it is. Right. If you're getting less sleep, I mean, you're going to be cranky as hell. I know I know guys that when they had kids would literally invent things to do so they could go home later than they had to. At work. Or that, yeah, like you they'd know, stay at work longer. Right. At a really, really big meeting, and this could be really good for our future. Um, I'll be home at 9.30. Right. Oh, well, the, the kids will be in bed by 9.30. Oh, oh damn it. Listen. And I'm not even joking. I right. know people, it's sad, actually. Yeah. Not very happy in their lives. And you have bad, thing too. You have bad kids. <laughs> Stuff. Yeah, that I don't understand how you would deal with bad kids. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I have a couple friends of mine that... Have kids that do not behave. Let's just leave it at that. Because I assume that uh, kids have the same brain that I do as an adult and could uh, reason and all that like an adult. No, they, they don't. don't. Turns out you they help, don't. You help make it. Yeah. But you ain't shaping it. It's it's very strange. It really is. I don't know. Are you uh, When you first have your child, I mean, we're talking like someone's pregnant when they're not. Right. Um, you'll be extraordinarily excited. And then reality reality will sit in. Those right. first few months are tough. Yeah, I don't know how, like, when people don't sleep, you know, because the baby's up constantly. Yeah. How you don't uh, want to choke each other. You do. Oh, you do. You do, actually. Um, and yeah. how couples get through that. The best thing that happened for me and my wife was, luckily enough for us, she went back to work, you know, three months after she had Matthew, the uh, whatever it was, in 2004. And it was hard when she went back to work for the first month or two. Luckily enough, we were in a position where she was able to leave her job, and that helped immensely. 
because all of a sudden now there was no job to go to. It was one thing you're not sleeping all night. And by the way, I worked overnights at the time. So she literally was on her own all night. And then I would get home and I would sleep for an hour while she got ready to go to work and took care of, took care of him. And then I'd have to get up, take care of him till she got home. Then I'd take another nap. It was hard. But yeah. as soon as she stopped working, things were much better. Not good. So what's the moral of the story here? Don't have kids? No, that's not the moral of the oh, story. The moral of different. the story is enjoy your kids and, you know, the tough times will last that long. How about that? This is what my sister says about children. The days are long, the years fly by. Is that right, Jerry? Would you uh, say that's true? Well, my son just turned 11, so... Really? Yes. 11 and almost 6 for the little guy, who I feel like was just born, you know, a month ago. Right. So, yeah, it's... Um, I think what's weirder is I feel like the same person today that I was when Matthew was born, and that was 11 years ago, and I'm in my early 40s now, which I don't understand. I really don't. Like, I've told you this before. I feel like right now, if someone told me I had class in an hour back in high school, <laughs> I feel like go. I'd go back to my old parking yeah. spot, walk in like I belonged. So where's my locker? Yeah, I mean, the hell, the principal's still there. He looks the same. Why would it be any different? When's baseball practice? We're playing at 3.30? Weird. Yeah, that is weird. It is, like, I don't understand people age. Like, Tony Bennett, did you see him last yes, night? Yes, I Sing did. America the Beautiful? The guy's 90. Yeah, 89. I looked right. it up. I Googled it. That's unbelievable. Wikipedia'd him. So, like, why wouldn't he be here in 10 years to do it again? Yeah. Just take care of yourself. He did look old. He did. But he's w- still walking around. He's he can still sing. Still could sing, right. He still has all his faculties. Right. I think it's great. I think we should all live to be 115. Uh, I would go for 100. That'd be cool. 115. No, that's the, your last 15 years would be miserable. You think you'll be doing those half marathons at 100? At 100? I don't know. I ran uh, three miles yesterday. God bless you. Yeah. Look at you. Your life has changed for the better. Well, I'm trying. Well, listen, I ran yesterday. I previously ran, you know, like two weeks. That's prior a very good point. Yeah. Not it's very not consistent. like I'm, I'm very consistent yet. Well, no. enjoy your time at the gym today. All right, Jerry. Peace out. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Alan Jerry.